0: Good morning, everyone. Matt LaMarche here with Keller Williams First Atlanta and Selling Sandy Springs. Happy Friday. It is uh, August 20, I should know this, 3rd today.
1: I don't know how that's possible. I don't know either. I really don't. (laughs) Your football season starts early. Thank goodness. Holy moly.
0: Thank goodness. We're here today with Zach Davidson. You guys have heard from Zach a couple times now. This will be the third time, actually. And what's unique about this for me is that uh, we're doing a little mini-series here on if you're a buyer looking to get into the market, what to expect right now. Because even just since the last time we talked, whatever, a month ago or so, things have really changed. And A, we want to bring you that information, but also B, we want to make this part one of three um, for those of you looking to get back into the market, maybe as a buyer, but also as a seller. We're really gonna focus on the buying side, talk a lot about interest rates, um, and what I and Zach kind of see as the three pillars of a real estate transaction as it relates to the mortgage and to the financial side of things. So, welcome back, Zach. Thanks, Matt. It's great (laughs) to be here. Always a pleasure. Awesome. Thanks so much for your time today. We're going to try to keep this as brief as possible for you guys. However, if you find this information and content useful, feel free, please, to pass it along to someone. Uh, You've got a friend, a neighbor, family member that's looking to move. Um, this information is about as fresh as you're going to get, I think. So, today we're going to talk mostly about the first part of the transaction, which is the pre-approval. It's kind of getting yourself ready to get into the market to buy something. Whether you have to sell something or not, you're moving from a rental, it doesn't really matter. This all applies um, when you go to purchase a property, period. So, um, we're going to try to keep it as broad as possible. It doesn't matter if you're looking at a townhome, a condo, a single-family home. Um, all of this should apply to you. So uh, the way that we kind of see this thing is there's basically three steps in the in the process, right? You have your pre-approval, where you kind of figure out what you can afford, you get all your paperwork together. This is an initial setup, if you will, for the transaction itself, right? Yep. Cool, and so then beyond that, part two, the next episode, we'll really focus on the home buying process, what you need to do, what you need to stay away from, Um, during that part of the process when you're starting to look at homes when you're starting to think about an area or a a home to purchase um, and location and so on so forth Well, we're really going to focus on the financial side there and then the third part will be basically getting ready to close finishing out the mortgage uh, having your down payment and wires and everything else and really get into the nitty-gritty of that as well so today for pre approvals what is um, What's the number one thing that people need to do to get pre-approved?
1: Uh, Matt, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, honestly, like you said, kind of backtracking, figure out what your budget is. Hmm. That I, I mean, so I mean, I mean, the process is kind of. I think it's a little bit backwards because most people, whenever they think oh, I want to buy a home, the first person they talk to is a real estate agent, or right. it's their parents, and the parents will say, "Talk to a real estate agent," mm-hmm. um, and so and then. Typically, one of the first three questions a real estate agent asks is, hey, have you spoken to a lender? (laughs) How much can you buy? And folks don't know. So I think the biggest thing is trying to figure out what your budget is. Um, And as a consumer, I mean, hopefully they have an idea of what their monthly, you know, what they can afford monthly. Mm -hmm. When, you know, when people call me and say, hey, I want to buy a house. Like, all right, what do you want your monthly payment to be? Well, what can I afford? I mean that's shouldn't you be telling me that so right, I don't know right. so that's the biggest thing um with the pre-approval process is just getting the process started getting an application in um, and with the application I mean we're just asking name birth date social last two years residence history last two year employment history ask about assets and there's a couple direct you know yes or no questions that we ask mm-hmm. um, have you had any bankruptcies any foreclosures in the last seven years are you borrowing any money for the down payment you know, et cetera so we're trying to get some good information to kind of figure out. Okay, hey, does this sound like it's a comfortable payment? Yeah. So if you're paying, you know, twelve hundred dollars a month in rent, you know, what what actually can you afford beyond that as far as you know a house payment? So like when it comes to owning a home, what's it really worth to you? What can you afford? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's also some formulas um, that we look into because some people say, hey, I make forty five thousand dollars a year. What can I afford? I think we've said this before, Well, hey, what else are you spending your money on? What are your debts? Because that has a huge impact too.
0: Yeah, well, and if you're making $45,000 a year and have no debt
1: and have a ton of income
0: coming in with basically no debt and no other payments uh, and you're renting an apartment somewhere for $1,200, you'd be surprised how far that income can go. But if you've got $45,000 coming in two new car payments, student uh, daycare, load. student loan. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it all starts to really add up. It does. So you're exactly right. And and there's also um, kind of a bigger picture theme here, I guess, that when you're thinking about um, any sort of pre there's there's nothing that will, even a bankruptcy, right? When you mentioned yeah. bankruptcy, a lot of what was running through my mind was a lot of people think that because I've been... Because I've been divorced, or because I've gone through a bankruptcy, or because my business failed, or or whatever, I'm not going to be able to afford a mortgage, and that's not always entirely the case. No,
1: absolutely. I mean, kind of of elaborate on that. I mean, we went through some rough times. So yeah, our financial crisis was not pretty, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people took it, you know, took it on the nose. Yep. We're seeing I mean, we've been seeing those folks come back to the market. I remember sure. the guy the other day, he says, I lost my business, I lost everything in two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. Is this even possible? Mm-hmm. Like honestly, yeah. I mean look, we're we're looking back, your credit report should only go back about seven years. Sure. So if it's two thousand nine, that's ten years ago. I mean, a lot of these folks they I think They've recovered. recovered. They've recovered. Yeah. They just don't know it yet. Right. Right. Um, I mean, with bankruptcies, we need you know only two years removed to be you know for them to be eligible for a loan. Mm. So you know we're looking at two years for that, and even even up to four years for a conventional loan. So I mean, if you're outside of four years from your bankruptcy, you're okay. Yeah. Um, foreclosure. I mean, foreclosure is a little bit different. It's seven years um, for a conventional loan. It's you know three years for FHA. But I mean, you still you're still not. You're not completely lost, right. I guess, is what we're saying. So, but a lot of people don't know. Yeah. Um, kind of elaborating on that too. If we keep going down the credit, we're really rabbit hole, um, a lot of folks think they know how to fix their credit. Hmm. People think, oh, if I have, I need to have zero debts, I need to pay everything off. Not necessarily. I mean, I think most most consumers, it's all about leveraging your finances. Right. Um, so I mean, uh, an auto loan, uh, student loans. I mean, all these aren't bad things to have. It's if you have too many of them, that's when it kind of gets a little, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I've got to believe that the norm yeah. <laughs> is for, you know, if you're, say, you're mid-20s to mid-30s, you have student loan, you have a car payment. I mean, the norm cards, yeah. is, yeah. I mean, so if we look across, you know, 100,000 people, that's going to be the majority of folks anyway, right? And exactly. so the bank is accounting for that on some level um, for for marketing purposes as well. I mean, they're thinking about, how do we market to millennials? How do we market yep. to, to baby boomers that are downsizing? So it's it's true in their marketing, but it's also true in the market. So those bankruptcies, the divorce, the business failure, um, and your debt-to-income to ratio, all of it's taken. It's not just looking at your income. There's a lot of consideration that goes into writing a loan, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself, honestly.
0: Cool. So um, and, and hopefully you guys understand that what we're trying to do here is educate you guys Uh, For those of you that have never been through this process, hopefully this is kind of like a breath of fresh air. Um, You know, I've I've met and talked with a lot of buyers over the last six or seven months here that have zero idea how this process works. They've never bought a home. They've never had to been through this. And like you said earlier, they'll go to their parents. They'll find a realtor. The realtor will start answering questions that maybe the lender should be. The lender's answering questions that the realtor should be. I'm trying to really delineate between what your job is and what my job is. And just to be candid with you guys, the listeners, um, if you're a buyer and you come to me and you haven't been pre approved, we don't go look at houses. Because if you're telling me you want to buy a $300,000 house or a million dollar house, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me at all what house you're buying. I need to know that you can afford the house that we're going to go look (laughs) at. I don't want to waste my time and I don't want to waste yours either. I mean, that to me is really important um, because if I start showing you million dollar homes and all you can afford is $300,000. We're working backwards here. You know, I'm going to get frustrated with you. You're going to get frustrated with me. And it's just not going to start the relationship off on the right foot. But like you said earlier, I think they should be coming to someone like you first to figure out, yeah. even if you don't plan to buy it for six months or a year, no. figure out if you're pl- if you're toying around with the idea, come to someone like Zach and and figure out what you can afford, um, where your current income, if you think it's going to go up, great. If you know it's going to go up, even better. Right. But at the end of the day, if you're toying around with the idea, I think you go to a lender first, like Zach, and you figure out, okay, here's what we can actually afford today. And then a year from now, when you actually get serious about looking, yeah. do it again. There's nothing. It's not going to hurt you no. in any way, shape, or form.
1: And I think that's a common misconception that <clears throat> it is going to hurt you. And right. it's like, no, 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 trust me. You know, People are worried about hard pulls, worried about getting their credit pulled. My, uh, my job is easier the higher your credit score is. Sure. So we're not in the business of, of hurting people's credit scores. Right. <laughs> um, we just need to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say I, I have every lender in town pull it because you get that many hard inquiries, it's going to hurt you. Exactly. But once you have that first lender pull your credit, technically, I mean, legally, you have 30 days to have your credit pulled without it negatively impacting your credit mm-hmm. score. So you can shop rates. I mean, that's what's there for. Sure. Um, But no, to piggyback, man, I think honestly – the great thing about having more time is you th- say you're six months out. Well, the, the lease is not getting you know, turning up for another six months. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and start it. It's not going to hurt you because you're. I mean, you can at least figure out. Okay, if I were to buy today, what are we looking at? Because the biggest thing is, is roadblock. It's all right. about roadblocks. We want this to be as smooth as possible. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, if we could see, okay, hey, we've got some things with your credit score. We need to, you know, pay this balance down on this credit card, or we need to, you know, ironically enough, sometimes you have to spend more money on a credit card to increase your score. Um, the thing is, folks think they know how to fix their credit score, and they might, have, they might not even know what it is. Mm-hmm. And so if you're trying to fix what you don't know what it is, I mean, it's just, you could be doing more harm than good. Right. Um, you mentioned credit karma off air when we were talking beforehand, mm-hmm. and credit karma is great. I, I mean, it's for inquiries and whatnot, but the credit scores aren't necessarily accurate. Right. It's a simulator. I don't know how they're what they're doing. Um, but it I mean, it kind of gives you an idea of what ballpark you're in. Sure. But do not use Credit Karma as like the end all. The tr- <laughs> end yeah, all Yeah. You're going to be really disappointed, or right. you might be like you might be really happy because you might think your score is awful, and it turns out it's 50 points higher. Sure. So it's it kind of works both ways.
0: Yeah. So kind of walking through the process then, and again today we're just going to focus focus on the pre approval. So step one in my mind is come see Zach. Yeah. Because ultimately we need to get it figured out, and then again whether it's six months from now, a year from now. If you know your lease is coming up, it doesn't really matter where you are uh, or where you think you are in your process. If you've got a lease that's coming up in the next three or four months and you're like, maybe it is a good time to move, maybe it isn't, I'll tell you, just stop reading the headlines because it's a great time to buy. Interest rates have never been lower. However, you may not be financially ready to do that. And so if you're about to sign another year lease, say three or four months from now and you've got 15 more months or so, this is still a good time just to figure it out. So step one. Go see Zach, yeah. get pre-approved, figure out what you can afford right now. And then if there's something that changes over the next year or so, or as you really get serious about looking, then you just have to recontextualize, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um and then beyond that, step two would be find a realtor. Yeah. Right? And so as far as the pre-approval goes, I mean, I know you mentioned kind of what you need to get that process started. Yeah. What can people expect from like a time? I mean, if I start on a Monday, how long before I hear back on Matt, you can afford
1: $300,000. Great question. So my goal is to get back to you within 24 hours upon completing an application. Okay. Usually it's not a problem. Sure. Um, if, you know, we had Nugget Camp last week, so I was out of the office for three days. Either that gets a little tricky. <laughs> sure. It might be, you know, hey, I'll, I'll get you tomorrow afternoon. but you have tomorrow. a life outside of your I, job? No, you would never Well, that's, that. I guess that's still part of the job, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, I, I know, you know, as a realtor, and certainly in your world, we work all the time anyway, yeah. but... Vacations and everything else. I mean it, it normally takes 24 hours.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. So um, so about 24 hours because you typically you fill out the application like I said Name address work history all that jazz. I'm gonna review it. We're gonna pull credit. It is a hard pull Again, don't be afraid of hard pulls. I think you know a hard pull is not gonna kill your credit score. Right. Uh, and like I said, once I pull, make that first pull, if I'm the first person pulling it, you have 30 days from there to, to shop mortgage rates. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not the first person, as long as I'm within that 30 day window, your credit score should be the exact same. Gotcha. Um, so we're gonna review credit, kind of look through everything and say, hey, here's the documentation that we need. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that, not to brag, our system's pretty cool, but because as far as technology goes, We might not need pay stubs, tax returns, we might not even need bank statements, just depending on the application. Hmm. So that's another reason why people say, Hey, what do I need to give you? Let me review your application first. I I might not I might just need a W two. Sure. So it's I mean just trying to make the process easier.
0: Yeah, and that's really important to understand too, because again, I think people look at this process and think, oh they gotta have tax returns and they gotta You may not. And and every instance, just like every buyer and every seller I work with, is different. Their Mm -hmm. scenario is different. Um every finance side of, of a transaction is different. Yeah. There's no deal that's the same, right? And yeah. so I, I believe that's a great point to make, because a lot of people, again, I think are fearful of this process, and don't really understand that sometimes everything is needed. But in other cases, like you said, W2, that's it. Tax see, yeah. That's fine, you know. Um, so beyond um, the 24 hours, once the application is done, mm-hmm. how long am I looking for uh, a letter of pre-approval or, or how, how far out after that can I then start looking at homes do you think?
1: Uh, so here it depends on your situation okay there's some folks where if it's clean I'm salaried W-2 I've got some money in the bank Hey, listen, I'll call You know, I'll call Matt and say, Matt, here's what I got right now. The application looks really clean. I still need documentation, but if you want to go, go. Gotcha. I'd be happy to send a letter. Okay. Um, some folks were, were, were kind of tight, you know, all right, you're getting bonus income and we need this bonus mm-hmm. income. You know, hey, let's get documentation in. Let's see what it looks like. Small business owners as yeah, well. Uh, yeah, small business owners. I'll just go ahead and tell them all, hey, just a heads up who's your accountant? Because I need all your tax returns. (laughs) So uh, it's, you know, it just depends on your situation. So ideally, I like to say I move as fast as you do Hmm. or as the buyer, you know, hey, you give me your documentation, I'll have it reviewed and back to you as soon as possible. Yeah, Um, A goal, you know, still trying to stay within, you know, 24 to 36 hours. Um, Like I said, depends on the situation. Uh, and the documentation coming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but my, There's always caveats. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I want to keep the process moving, sure. Because usually when people come talk to me and like, "Oh yeah, I'll get that to you tomorrow," ride the wave, ride the wave, yep. keep the momentum going. Because that way, I want to, I want to do everything I can get do a, like a pre-underwrite, mm-hmm. essentially underwrite them as a buyer, right? And then, hey, you're golden. Like here, we're we're gonna go. Or hey, listen, we've got a here's a pickle right here. Let's see what we can do to fix this the fact that we have more time. You know. Three months to fix this, we have time. Here's what we got to do, game plan. Yeah. But then from there, it's like, hey, Matt, you know, they look good up to this price point. Just heads up about this or something. I'll just you know give them a warning. Sure. Um, but that's the thing is just trying to keep it keep it moving, keep it going fast. Um, and like I said, reducing the documentation, the technology these days has really helped.
0: Yeah, and I think about it as friction, right? Like the the more <laughs> friction I can reduce between you as a buyer and you as a lender. Mm-hmm but also the friction between me and you as the buyer and, and the agent, right? The faster things get done, the less friction there is. The less time things uh, take and, and the less time that passes in this process, the faster we're able to move. I, I think that this is this is a pretty good example. You're, you're looking at homes on the weekend and you're like, wow, I can afford this. I think I can afford this home. and you start, And it's in a great school district and it's in the location I want to be in. Um, and you get excited because you're like, wow, maybe I can afford a home now. And my lease is up in a couple months and I'm kind of at that point. Right. So you get, you start getting excited. You call Zach on a, on a Monday and you're like, Zach, I'm, I think I'm ready to get pre-approved. I found the great house. I already talked to Matt about it. He told me to talk to you and you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday comes along and we're out looking at that house. I mean, that's how quickly it can yeah, happen. Right. Absolutely. And I think that. A lot of people don't understand, A, that's a possibility, but also the other end of that is that okay, you say you want to look at homes in an area, great, no problem. Let's get you pre-approved. And then that takes two or three weeks, and then that home is now gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because that's I mean that's actually happened with a couple of my yeah, buyers yeah. where they they didn't really pick up their feet and get things moving to a point where, you know, this this market's still moving pretty quickly. If if a home is priced right. It's moving really really fast yeah. still. So if you find that great home on a Saturday or Sunday chances are if it was priced right and they put it out a couple of days earlier, it might already have offers on it by the time you've decided you want it. <laughs> oh,
1: and you know it's incre- that's you know why we would like to start the process early so right. like if you just casually out looking around. I mean sometimes people once they see it that's it. They're like this is this is the the house of my life. Exactly. So I mean it, you want to be ready for that. I, I like to tell, I tell people, "Hey, let's get ready ahead of time." Yep. I know it's kind of a pain you're not excited about it, mm-hmm. but when, when you see that, the, when you see the, the one. one. <laughs> if you're with Matt, you see the one, you say, What do I have to do to get in this house? We're already behind the eight ball. Exactly. But yep. if you're already ready, Matt can write an offer on the spot. And that's right. Yeah. I mean, that's boom, let's go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think about it too. Um, you know, I have a, a couple of buyers that I'm working with right now that are coming out of leases, you know, in the next three to six months. And even some of their first questions to me were, When should we start looking? When do we need to get pre-approved? Like, when do we need to start that process? Yeah. So I'm glad that you defined, you know, typically 60 to 90 days. I feel like is a good before your lease ends is a good time to start looking. A lot of it does depend on the market you're looking at, the area you're looking at. I mean, again, if it's priced right, they're moving so fast that you might end up having to lease for a couple months and have some overlap. But at the end of the day, if that's your dream home and it's the one, you might be willing to do that. But I agree with you. I think... People need to be locked and loaded and ready to go even still now, lock in that interest rate, get it where you want it, and then when you do find it, you're good to go. Like yeah. you said, I can. I carry my computer everywhere. I know, right? I've got Wi-Fi. We can, <laughs> we can make this thing happen right now. Let's do it on the hood of my car type thing, you know? Um, so um, as far as, you know, once we've got the pre-approval in hand, I'm, I've got the letter as the realtor. They've sent it to me and they said, okay, we, we're going up to $500,000. In in today's world, on August twenty third, two thousand nineteen, you know, six months ago, say in oh. March, um, a interest rates were a little more. Now they're a little bit less, obviously. But on a five hundred thousand dollar home, what what was I going to pay, or or what was it going to look like, roughly speaking, uh, six months ago versus say today?
1: Uh, that's a great question, right? Yeah, I was actually just punching this in the cal- old calculator. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's crazy how much time has changed. I mean, we're looking at a full percent lower these days. I mean, that's, we're already looking, it's almost, you know, it's 250, almost $300 a month a difference in payment. Really? Same, same price. Wow. Same price, same down payment. It's just the interest rate is that, I mean, that's, that's huge. Yeah. So, I mean, that definitely helps your affordability. I mean, you could get the same payment and buy, uh, you know, from a year ago Buy sixty fifty thousand, you know, dollars more expensive. So, yeah. um, that, that's you know, you're going back to you know, people want to wait. People people want to time the market. Right. There's no better time than when you actually want to buy when you're ready to buy. <laughs> that's right. I, I mean, because it, it's. I mean, if 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 the deck is in your favor, mm-hmm. let's go, let's do it. And I think right now the deck is definitely in some people's favor because I mean, like, let me just show. I mean, it, it's easy to show. Hey, the difference in payment is mm-hmm. this much. I mean, we're talking hundreds of dollars. Yeah, I mean that's huge.
0: Yeah, no that's doubt. Huge. So, what about like on a uh, two hundred and fifty thousand dollar home? What are you looking at there? So you're
1: probably looking at. I mean, I was calculating that earlier. You're probably looking at one hundred and forty. You know, something ballpark one hundred forty, hundred and seventy five dollars difference Just, a
0: month. Yeah, that's. And, cr- I mean, so we're talking fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars a year.
1: Yeah, and it's. It, I mean, it makes a difference. Yeah, it makes a difference, and so yeah. that's why it's kind of like, hey, let's. Let's, let's make moves. Yeah. Let's, let's make money moves. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, but, and it, it People forget, like, hey, yeah, prices might be, you know, prices might be great. I think, I don't know what you're seeing. I've kind of seen them kind of level off a little bit. Um, yeah,
0: for sure. I mean, there's definitely something weird, you know, in our last stats a month ago or so, uh, we were looking at the metro market and everything from, you know, call it a hundred thousand up to a million is still very much a seller's market. So, if it's priced right and you're a seller under a million dollars, it's going to go pretty quickly if you've got the right marketing and everything else going on. If it's over a million, it's a buyer's market. So, where we saw the shift even just six months ago, anything from 500,000 and less was still a seller's market, but everything 500 to a million was a buyer's market. Well, now that number has been bumped up to a million over. So if you're looking to get from a five or six or $700,000 home into something over a million, you might end up making double your money. So you might make a great deal on the selling side and getting rid of your house and then buying something because it's a buyer's market, a million more, you could end up double dipping basically. Um, And because interest rates are still so low, this may be the time to make that move from the sub one million up to over a million. Yeah. Um, or even just into something that fits your life and, and fits your family and what you want to do ultimately. At this point, um, again, yeah. if it's priced right, things are really still moving very quickly.
1: It, I mean, it, I believe it because we're seeing. This, I mean, I'm still seeing multiple offer situations. Yeah. I mean, I was at the Braves game the other night. We got you know an agent calling me, hey, we we got to go in strong. What, what can we do? <laughs> and you know, it also and then the, the buyers call me right afterwards say, hey, my rates, you know, this is all like. We were under contract back at the beginning of the year. Yeah, so my rates half half a percent lower. Like, You're yeah, welcome. Yeah, I'm like hey, welcome to welcome to the good times. That's right. So, uh, but you know, people keep asking, "Well, what's going? are rates going to get lower? Are rates going to get lower?" And anyone who tells you they know what interest rates are going to do is just is, is lying to you flat out. Yeah. Now I'm a gambler, <laughs> so man, I mean, I'm, I'll tell you, I just I can't believe rates are back to this. At this point, I know um, people keep saying, "Well, what's what's going on? What's going on?" Well, you know, you watch the stock market. When if the stock market gets you know a little shaky, the bond market becomes becomes sexy because mm-hmm. it's safer. Yep. Um, watch the, tr- the tariff war, the trade war with China is really what's keeping rates in check right now. And I think the sleeper, um, watch the Brexit. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I think the Brexit's going to have a huge impact on the global economy, and the global economy is impacting mortgage rates more and more these days. than it used to be, yeah. So, between those two big events, I mean, I think we'll kind of see rates stay low, for, I guess, for a little bit here, yeah. Um, and then you go back and you look historically, I mean, the, the Fed doesn't raise rates on an election year, right? So, if, I think whatever we finish this year at, I think you're going to see the Fed kind of carry that to next year as well,
0: yeah, yeah. And if you're a headline reader, the, the caveat here is that, like Zach said earlier, if you're looking to buy and you find the dream home or the one and you can afford it you pull the trigger it doesn't matter if it's a half a percent more or less Uh, again timing the market is impossible you just can't do it you can try and you might get really really close but even even myself we bought at the very bottom i mean if you look at all the values we bought right before it dropped about ten thousand dollars and then it went down one more time and then it (laughs) bounced right back but i mean that was a month after we bought and so we got as close as we could, yeah. But there's no, there's no crust at all wall. You can't, yeah. you can't predict it. Um, but like you said, and I love that because when you operate from a place of information and education, and you understand that a there is no timing the market, but b if you find a great home in your price range in the area that you want to be in, you just make that move. A couple hundred dollars a month sounds like a lot, and if you can save it, fantastic. Yeah. But if you can't, would you rather have that home? Or would you rather have the $140, $150, $160 less payment in a home that maybe you weren't quite as crazy about? I mean, to me, I'm going to be there every day living in it, raising my family in it. You know, I'm okay paying $150 more and trying to get as close to timing it as possible. But I don't want you guys to think about operating from a place of fear. That's why we're putting this information out. That's why we're trying to give you some sort of value here so that if you've never been through this process, you understand do not, you can read the headlines, just don't react based on them all the time. It's not a good place and it's not a good strategy to be in. Yeah, um,
1: my financial advisor told me one time, you know what, Zach, if you try to time the market by the time it's actually the right time and you realize it, it might be too late. too late, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, but yeah, kind of yeah. It back and off you.
0: Yeah, very good. Um, so let's see, what else do we
1: have here? Back to pre-approval, what do we need? Um, you know, documentation-wise, I, I've kind of talked about that, um, but the biggest thing you can start, you know, kind of preparing, um, if you're looking to get ready, make sure, okay, going back to a couple things. We've talked about credit already. Next, let's talk about job, is that okay? Mm, sure. I want to make sure you got a job. If you're a W two salary W two full time, you know full time hourly employee, I don't care if you started thirty years ago or thirty days ago. You're good right there, okay? Because we can just go pay pay stubs and we're we're good to go. Um, so just make sure your job's lined up. If it's a seasonal job, a part time job, um, you know we need a two year history. If it's if if it's self employed, if it's you know like Matt over here. We, we got to wait two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so anytime your income can fluctuate, even commission income. So I had to wait two years once I started this job. But mm-hmm. anytime your income can fluctuate, we need a two-year history of it. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, the W-2, if it's if you're W-2, just full-time salary, full-time hourly. I mean, piece of cake. I, piece of cake. I just need a letter if you're about to start the job. So Yeah. Um, and like I said, we last for a two-year history. If you've got a gap or something or you were in school, that's not a problem. Like sure. we can. will list you as a student for a year and a mm-hmm. half. If it, you know, if that's what it takes. Yeah, um, and then and then down payment like assets. Make sure you got some money, like at least some money, in mind where you know it can come from. Because I mean, people want to buy. Buy a home, and I know everyone wants to get in for as little down as possible. But realistically, you're you're going to have to spend some money to get into a home. For sure. Matt, have you have you had a transaction? I mean, went?
0: even just an apartment. Yeah. You're you're going to pay a deposit, exactly. right? Like, there's going to be some money. Some changing money, hands. Some <laughs> money. So make
1: sure you've got some some money somewhere, and it can be cash. You know, check. It can't be cash, it's checking, savings, it can be cash in the bank probably mm-hmm. um, we'll that yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> um stocks, 401k, retirements, it can be a gift from mm-hmm. a relative, family member, um, depending on the loan, family friend. Yeah. Um there's some down payment assistance programs out there as well. Um but we won't dive into that, but sure. yeah, there, just know there are, there are options. Um, if you got cash, sorry, cash is not king. It's either all cash or no cash. Mm-hmm. Um so just remember that. you would be surprised to me folks are like, "Yeah, I got I got 15 grand in the backyard it's great. looks like it's gonna stay there <laughs> um, yeah, that's I mean just kind of the biggest thing is let's get let's get the ducks in a row hmm. and then that way if, when you're with Matt and you see the one, it can be the one.
0: right. Perfect. So get pre-approved, find a realtor, basically get everything in place so that when you find it, you're good to go yeah. and um, and and ready to pull the trigger because yeah. again, You can't time it, but when you've, I mean, I can't say how many buyers I've talked to that we looked at this house over the weekend. I'm like, great, it probably already had offers on it if it was priced right, because that's the reality. I mean, I know when I list a home, if I list it on a Tuesday or Wednesday, typically by Saturday or Sunday, I've got offers because it's priced right. It's going to move quickly, you know?
1: That's a good start. And so, right. (laughs) Well, and so
0: if you're at my open house on a Sunday, I probably have an offer in hand already. Like uh, the open house is really to get backup offers to show the general public the home because not a lot of people can, you know, see a home on a Thursday or Friday uh, with their agent. And so I can tell you working on the listing side, I've gotten all my offers on Saturdays (laughs) even before the open house. So um, anyway, hope that's helpful though for you guys. Um, And uh, definitely reach out anytime if you have questions to Zach, I'll leave his info Down here in the show notes for you, and his email and phone number and everything, so that if you've been thinking about this process and getting into buying uh, a new property or or selling one and getting into another, um, how we can get you guys in touch. And um, yeah, I just really appreciate your time today. This is going to be part one of three. So next time we'll be talking about uh, the home buying process, what you should and shouldn't do uh, once you find the one, once you've been pre-approved, and once you've been working with a realtor, kind of the next steps and really what's not to do because between the time of pre-approval and closing, a lot of things can change (laughs) in your life. And I'm a prime example of that, that when we started looking for our home, you know, we looked for about two years and we got pre-approved and everything. And we finally found the one, February of 2011, but we didn't close until November of 2011. Wow because there were three mortgages and because there were basically there was basically like a, a pre foreclosure short sale thing happening and we were working with three different banks negotiating but it can take time <laughs> yeah,
1: and and
0: hopefully <laughs> your experience is not like mine but we ended up uh, moving we ended up having a daughter uh, one of us ended up losing our jobs I mean a lot can happen in a very short amount of time and so that's why it's so 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 important to get all those ducks in a row. Kind of understand where you are now, ultimately where you want to be in a home, and uh, financially what you can afford. Certainly, so uh, Zach, thanks again, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Happy Friday. Awesome. Have a wonderful yeah. weekend. What are the plans for the
1: weekend? Um, actually, heading to Nice Lake to watch the a little oh, bit. Nice. Of DJ. Yeah, Very I produced That first time over there. Very good. Um. So, uh, but yeah, that should be the highlight. And big ultimate frisbee guys will playing tomorrow morning. So. Excellent. <laughs> what Excellent. about you? Uh, that's a great
0: question. I think we've got some. Uh, We've got a Porsches and Coffee event tomorrow. Nice. Saturday, uh, last Saturday of the month, we typically do that. Um, and then kids' stuff, I'm sure there's a lot of kids' <laughs> stuff always. <going>. Yeah. <laughs> Birthday parties and yeah. school's back in session now, so uh, play dates and getting to know all of our new
1: friends. <laughs> so, uh, anyway,
0: uh, but I hope you guys have a great weekend. Please, please, please feel free to uh, subscribe. Rate and review the podcast. I'd love to hear back from you guys. Do you find this uh, content valuable? Um, Is there any subject that you'd love to hear from Zach on? I'll definitely have him back on. Certainly, we're going to wrap up this series. But if I don't get any word back, if I don't get any feedback... Zach's getting cut. Um, so, no, I'm just kidding. Don't, don't cut me. Give, give me that rose, man.
1: <laughs> no,
0: I, I love Zach, and I love his approach. We're, we're very, very similar, very just cut and dry. It's black and white. We want to make it as quick and painless as possible uh, during this uh, buying or selling process for you. And so we hope that you find all of this information valuable. And as always, again, rate, subscribe, review. It would really just mean so much to me. Um, but also shoot me an email, matt at mattlamarche.com. Tell me you listen to this episode. And uh, I'm probably going to have to do a giveaway. We're about to hit 1,000 downloads. Wow. So I need to figure out how we're going to uh, go about doing that. I think there's like 150 to 200 people regularly downloading the podcast now awesome. once a month. So hopefully it's it's uh, valuable and, and contextual to you guys. but i we may have to do a giveaway or something. I'll have to talk with our broker about that and see what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks again so much, and uh, we hope you will uh, consider choosing Zach here again in the future for all your home buying needs, and uh, he's with Certainty Loans. Home Loans, you can always reach out anytime, and uh, we're happy to help. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.